Hey there, it's Marissa Farrell. Thanks so much for tuning in. For more podcasts and other ministry content from Marissa Farrell Ministries, make sure you hit subscribe today. Hope you enjoy the broadcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody, come on in and praise the Lord. What's up? It's Marissa Farrell here. Uh, super excited about another uh, Friday night that we have together during this uh, quarantine time. And preferably we'll be together even after. Um, it's Friday night, Philip. Y'all know one hour in the word. Um, and tonight I have my special guest with us and she's here ready to come in. Um, we're just super excited about the opportunity to bring the word um, to each and every one of you. So um, I'm going to get started soon. I just want y'all to come in really quickly. Make sure y'all hit that share button. I know last week we had the incident where the live was not public. We have made it public this week to make sure that everybody can get in early. I'm going to turn up uh, my phone really quickly and just make sure it, it make sure everything is public and everybody can see it and share it. Um, so do me a favor as you come in, just tell me where you're coming from. Tell me where you're coming from. Tell me where you're watching from um, so that we can get started in here. I just want to make sure everything is working properly. Y'all just send y'all comments up. Hey, you got Scott Cumberbatch in here. We are live on both Facebook and YouTube. So come on in the room real quick and let us know. All right. So everything's working properly. We're good to go. Uh, it is four minutes after nine. I want to make sure we have all the time that we have to uh, share the word tonight. Uh, we're dealing with Acts chapter one and I'm excited. So I'm going to bring my guests on. Do me a favor, y'all in uh, quarantine comments, do me a favor and just show y'all hand emojis, show some love for evangelist uh, Siobhan Sellers. Y'all put her in. Hey, 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 how you doing? Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm here, you know, by the help of the Lord. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Glad to have you here. Do me a favor. Tell the people how everything is going in your area since we've been in quarantine. What, where are you? How's everything going? We are good. We're safe. We are staying home. <laughs> Praise yeah. God. And uh, using this home time just to enjoy family, um, get some much needed rest. Uh, using this time to retool, to refresh and to get some fresh downloads from the Lord for the next season. Um, want to always stay um, relevant and always want to have, you know, insight and foresight so that we can be even more effective uh, to advance the kingdom of God. And so we're, we're using this time wisely. Yeah, absolutely. You missing church? You missing church yet? I mean, I'm I, I, I miss I miss being in the building, but we're being forced to be the church. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I do feel like I truly feel and I pray that everybody on this live field. I honestly feel closer to God during this time um, in, in isolation and in staying at home, because, it, you know, if you use this time wisely, we talked about it yesterday, you will be able to receive something um, just invaluable, something that you just cannot put a value on um, from God. So I'm excited. We're going to get started. I'm going to open this up with prayer um, as we prepare to rightly divide the word of truth tonight as we go into Acts chapter one. We are on the road to Pentecost. And I'm just excited. Last week, we got to deal uh, with John chapter 20 with uh, Pastor Shalandra Taylor. We were talking about um, doubting Thomas and dealing with the, the spirit of doubt. Um, but we're glad tonight as we move towards Pentecost to be able to dive into the word just a little deeper. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for the opportunity that you've given us to share your word. We thank you for um, the, the, uh, the unction of your Holy Ghost that will help us to bring revelation to the word tonight, to be able to be a blessing 
blessing to the people. Tonight, so I pray, Father, that someone will leave this uh this live, this opportunity, would see this and be blessed by your word. We declare that we will share our faith virally as we have been given this opportunity, Father, to send Jesus in the parts of the world that are unknown to us. And so, Father, we we take on the challenge of being disciples, even over the world wide web. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm excited. I, 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 you know, I just love the oil of your life. I'm super excited about it tonight. We're going into Acts 1. So all of y'all who are with us, y'all get y'all notebooks ready. Uh, and if you haven't already, just know by now that you are missing out. It is time for you to place your order. Make sure you get your Friday night fill-up notebook um, so that you can take this journey with us. We'll throw this information back on the screen uh, after this. But make sure you get yours. We had a lot of orders last week. That was cool. So y'all know what should be on the way. I know y'all know that COVID has the mail a little delayed. So get your Friday night fill up notebook so you can take this journey with us um, with a little style and grace. I so we're going in chapter one night. I'm gonna have to see you one, sis. I'm gonna see yeah. you one. I'm gonna okay. <laughs> We're going into Acts chapter one, and y'all know how this scrolls by now. I'm just gonna go back and forth with um, Evangelist Sellers and, and hear her perspective theologically and, and the revelation God has given her. But before I give her um, that segue, I'm just going to give some background uh, on where we are with this book of Acts. All right. So we know that Acts is um, the second uh, volume of what is uh, defined theologically as as a two part uh, account, along with the gospel account of Luke. Um, for a chronicles between Luke and Acts, the life of Jesus and the launch of his ministry, as well as um, Acts picking up the narrative of the ascension of Christ and the birthing uh, of the Christian church, the launch of the Christian movement. Um, and so we know that after the Holy Spirit arrives on the day of Pentecost, that they then um, begin to do the work of ministry by spreading the gospel across the Roman Empire. This is just some backdrop on the book of Acts. All right. So we, we discuss uh, uh, Luke along with Acts. And the reason why we do that theologically is because Luke and Acts both um, put emphasis on the spirit's activity, the, the, the development of the Holy Spirit. All right. So we start to see the Holy Spirit uh, at work. So in, in, in for example, uh, in Luke chapter one, uh, verse uh, 15, um, and even uh, as we drop down in verse chapter one and verse 41 and verse 67, uh, we see that John the Baptist and his parents were both were all filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. That's that's evidence of the work of the Holy Spirit. And that that's um, at work in the book of Luke. And so even down in Luke chapter two, um, verse, verse 25 to 35, we find that Simeon was also um, uh, filled with the spirit. In chapter 12, verse 12, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit um, to his disciples in their hour of need. All right. So these are some some things we see the evidence of the Holy Spirit coming into the picture, coming in at work um, throughout the book of Luke, transferring into the book of Acts, where we pick up um, the, the commissioning and the work of Christ after his ascension. So. Um, there are many references between Luke and Acts that make a great account to chronicle the life of Jesus through the birth of the Christian church. Um, and so that takes us into the introduction of Acts chapter one, uh, where we find Jesus in verse four. Uh, and he is commanding that his followers should not wait in uh, should rather now wait in Jerusalem for the power of the Holy Spirit. All right. This is just so befitting for Elder Sellers to come in, you know, because she got that Pentecostal power. Hallelujah. And so um, this is where we are, chapter um, chapter one, verse four, right? 
Acts would be described as uh, one of the most relevant books to the modern day church um, because it reflects the work of everyday people who had to overcome their mistakes and prior prejudices and their issues. Um, but the work of the Holy Spirit in them is what gave them the grace to be able to carry the gospel forward. And that is exactly what we find going on today. Everything that we do in ministry and spreading the gospel is simply because of the grace of the work of the the Holy Spirit that is at work within us. And so, you know, this is why we celebrate Pentecost. This is why we are grateful. All right. And so Jesus is commissioning the disciples over 40 day period. Uh, Jesus is seen by them off and on. He instructs them. He gives them directions concerning this, um, the taking of uh, 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 the direction and the carrying of the kingdom of God forward. And then in verse four, we find the Holy Spirit is being promised. And that's where I want uh, Elder Sellers to come in and talk to us about what, what you see between verses one and four, the introduction of the book of Acts. First of all, what are we gonna do with Dr. Farrell? I mean, girl, you are trying to get on the get, get acclimated before you just you know, dump it on them. No, no, no. Um, you are amazing. Acts is one of my favorite books, and yes. Acts um commissions the church to take action. Yeah, it commissions us to now take this power, this gift that God has given to us and take it to the world and be who we're supposed to be. Um, Acts, the first chapter is broken down into four different sections. You have verse one through five that deals with the resurrection of Christ. And then um, six through 11, we deal with his ascension. And then we talk mm -hmm. about the apostles uniting in prayer. And then of course, at the end, um, we deal with Matthias being the one chosen to replace yeah. Judas. Um, yeah. What stood out to me the most as I had to go back in and just refresh myself and study again, I took note of how the disciples were not really clear when Jesus talked about the kingdom of God is now in you. And they're mm -hmm. still looking for political power to be uh, uh, done. They were still mm -hmm. expecting for, you know, the Jews to, you know, handle the Romans. And, and Jesus is like, you know, we're dealing with the kingdom that now lives on the inside of you. You know, right. you, I, I gave you all the word that this was going to happen. I prepared you for this day that I will not be with you always, but when I'm gone, I'm going to leave you a comforter. I'm going to give you one that will walk alongside of you. I will give you the Holy Ghost, which is the paraclete. He that will aid you. He that will yes. assist you. He that will uh, give you knowledge and insight that the carnal mind and, and, and the, the fleshly mind doesn't understand. And mm -hmm. so here in verse four, um, Jesus is gathering the disciples together and he's reminding them, listen, I have a promise that's mm -hmm. going to give it to you from the father. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be baptized, not like John was baptized, but mm -hmm. I am going to baptize you. I'm going to saturate you with my spirit. And here yeah. that's the question. Okay. We hear what you're saying, Jesus, but you know, is this the time that you're going to restore Israel. And he's saying, don't be concerned so much with that for that is only for me to know. I want you to be concerned with the power that's getting ready to come and do you and pretty much sanction you and commission mm -hmm. you to go and be me here on the earth. I did my assignment in Luke. I preached in Luke. 
I did it. And now I pass my mission on to you. When you yeah. go through the fourth chapter, he says to the disciples, the mission of, of me is to lay hands on the sick, mm-hmm. preach um, captivity to those who are in exile. Um, yeah. Of Jesus Christ is to uh, set at liberty them who are bruised, who are battered, who are shattered. And the Bible says that he closed the book and he sat down and he gave the book to his disciples. It was Mm -hmm. there in Acts that he's already preparing them to now go. The Holy Spirit is not just in you, but is now on you. Here in Acts, we see the manifestation of it. This, what I was telling you about in Luke, is now come into manifestation. And Mm -hmm. he says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So this lets us know that the disciples did not have power. It, and we know that because when they went to go get Jesus to crucify him, the disciples ran off. They were scared. Yeah. The power gives us boldness. The power gives us that confidence when we walk in authority where we're not afraid of the enemy. Yeah. But because they did not have that power, then when they came to take Jesus to be crucified, the disciples that have been with Jesus for years, they ran off. Mm-hmm. So now Jesus is saying that you're going to have power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And now you shall be witnesses in Judea, which now you're going to be a witness in your local city. Yeah. yeah. And now you become a witness in Jerusalem. Now mm-hmm. you're going to be able to be a witness, you know, across the nation. Then you're going to be able to be a witness internationally. Then you'll be able to be a witness in Samaria. You're going to be able to uh, cross culture. Yes. And and that's, that's the point that I want to stick right there. I want to pause and listen, if y'all are being blessed by this, please make sure y'all are letting us know in these comments, we'll be, we'll be chatting all night and putting you up on the screen. But I love that because that, that cult, like you said, that cultural difference, that's when we start to see grace come and play, right? Because we know Samaria, Known as as one of the, the the places that is foremost of the the people of God, you know, we're not, you know, that some people consider Samaria to be the least of them, you know, and and so you know, Jesus is essentially saying that at this point, I'm calling you to both the Jew and the Gentile, and that is the point of celebration that I find that a lot of people miss. I know a lot of people get excited about Pentecost, but I have learned how to get excited about the prelude to Pentecost because that is the place where we start to see the grace of Calvary at work. And so I have learned to praise God for even this, this act, the commissioning, being able to say that now I have been giving a call that is not going to limit me to um, where I can spread this gospel because it shows me that I can spread the gospel to those who are saved and unsaved because of the work of Christ that is working within us. And that's 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 good tonight. Whoever you are, wherever you are tonight, I want you to understand that you don't have to wait till Pentecost to celebrate what yeah. Jesus did on Calvary, because this is now where we start to see the commissioning of the spreading of the gospel, that we can get excited that God has made room for us to be able to spread his message. Even if you're not a preacher, even if you're not in the pulpit, even if you don't have a a television network ministry, you have been given the grace to even share the gospel. And that's something that I know that we take advantage of. I feel like a lot of people don't take uh, the the excitement that they should and the fervor that they should to be able to spread the gospel. Let me tell you, 
it's a privilege. It's even if you share it with your coworker, even if you share it with your family, it is a privilege for us to have the grace to carry this gospel. Go ahead, Elder Sellers. Continue. Many, I believe, don't share the gospel because they don't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's mm. what gives you the drive. That's what gives you the bonus to be a bold witness. You know, yeah. a witness is what? One that sees and one that talks about what they saw. You, yeah. you, you will not be have the confidence to even be able to articulate about the hope that lies within you if you don't have that indwelling, that feeling of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. in order for us to make the difference that we're supposed to make in the world. What a what a chaotic day we're living in now. It behooves us to, to have power. You yes. know, just, just talk is not enough. Uh, our intellect is not enough, but now it's time for demonstration. You know, Paul mm -hmm. says, I don't come to you with the excellency of speech. I don't come mm -hmm. with, you with a great revelation, but I come to you with demonstration and power. Mm -hmm. This is our hour for demonstration. Mm -hmm. This is our hour for the signs and wonders to be seen. It will not happen without the indwelling, without the smearing, without the sanctioning of the Holy Spirit. What stood out to me um, when we go to verse 10 and 11, after Jesus is now ascended, the disciples are now standing and they're in awe, Marissa. You know, yeah. is that they're, they're gazing. And now these two men, these angels, they angels. come and they say in verse 11, you, you, you disciples, you men of Galilee, why are you standing here gazing into heaven? This mm -hmm. same Jesus. Yeah. Which taken up is the same one that's going to come back. And yeah. so they pretty much we're saying while you're waiting for him to return, your weight has to still be, you're still working while you're waiting. Yeah. They wanted to stand still and, and, and not be productive. Mm -hmm. There was still a work that had to be done even while they were waiting for him to return back. Yeah. And many of us, the church, we're in a posture where we're just gazing. Mm -hmm. We're gazing. We're, 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 you know, some are paralyzed where we're, we're standing yeah. instead of putting our hands to the plow, instead mm -hmm. of being the hands and feet of God. Remember, yeah. pass the work to us. I did my job. And the Bible says, and he sat down, he closed the book and passed it to them. Yeah. Now it's your turn. And Let so, me tell you, this is what I found about that, about that, which is interesting. I, the men, the angelic presence, the, the men that, that come to address them, they address them by being men of, uh, of Galilee, you Galileans. And I believe that what, what I'm seeing with the way that the angel identified them, like you said, too many of us have been stuck gazing. Sometimes our disposition can cause us to be identified by the placement that we're in. Because here's the thing, they have been commissioned as being ambassadors, but the angelic presence that see them stuck and gazing, he called them men of Galilee. I looked that up and he talked about how that he that the angels were referring to, to them as unpolished men, um, as, as illiterate men, rude men, men that don't have the Server of the Holy Ghost. So he identified them by their disposition, even though, and I believe that that call was a reminder to them 
That's of the work that had been left in their hands. Yes. Meaning, yes. I see you for where you are, but I'm calling you into where you shall be. And that's, that's what left out the angelic presence when they begin to talk to them. And that's what I find a lot even now. And, and that's what I see even today, Evangelist Ellis, as I see people uh, even looking at this crisis, sometimes I know they were frustrated, but I feel like they're gazing up. I feel like they're missing the fact that we have been commissioned to do something with this time, even that we're in right now. And so I believe that many of us are being identified by the disposition um, that we find ourselves in when God is trying to call you into something greater. I believe he wants to take you down deeper. I believe that God wants you to realize who you've been called to be. And sometimes God has to cause total destruction. Come on. In order to reconstruct you to bring you into who it is that you have been called to be. Go ahead, Evangelist. I'm just I'm on what you're saying, you know, how we can apply the word of God to exactly what's going on today. And I still want to deal with that gaze, being in that stuck place. I yeah. believe that God is using what's happening now in the world with this COVID-19, this coronavirus, yeah. to force us to not stay in the stuck place. Mm -hmm. forcing us to be who we say we are. You know, he is forcing us now to walk in the DNA and in the character of who he is to really yeah. be the living epistles that is read of all men. Disciples, yeah. you've been with Jesus all this time. You've seen his, his power. You've seen him perform miracles. You've seen him lay hands on the sick. And now everything that you've seen him do, everything that he's imparted into you, now it's your moment to now walk out what you've been taught. It yeah. is now our moment as the sons and daughters of God to manifest. Right to now walk out that which has been imparted into us. We've been prepared for this. We've, we've already been given, we're not ignorant concerning Satan's devices. So God right. always gives alerters to his children of things that's to come. So before this virus hit the land, we were already in a what? A prayer posture already, you know, in a posture of God. Okay. Prepare us for this next move. Prepare us for yeah. this shift. Now we're here and God is saying, okay, the curtains are open. It's time for you to take front line. It's time for you all to take center stage as the cure to the crisis, as the answer. And you can do it. Why? Because you have power. It will not yeah. happen without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You know, it, it wasn't enough for you guys to walk with me as disciples, but now I need you to walk out the power that I possess. Right. And so right. That, that to me was, uh, you know, that stood out to me. And then of course we go down and then we deal with uh, the replacement. And, and of course, we can say a whole lot about the replacement of uh, Judas, you know, and how it's now transferred to uh, Matthias. You know, Judas, he dropped the ball. Here, God chose him, but he gives us the right to make decisions. He never mm. forces his will on us, right? He mm. gives us right. the right to choose. Judas, right. he chose to, to sell out. He chose to betray, um, you know, our, our savior. And now God raises up and already has a ram in the bush. You know, I, 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 God forbid, Marissa, we miss what we're supposed to do. And God has to bring somebody else to replace because we failed to do what we were supposed to do. 
And and you can take that too for elder sellers because you can either you could talk about what Judas failed to do, and you can also reference where Matthias was in a place to do. Come on, and, and that, that is the part that really really blesses me because there there are so many who won't do a work, and let me tell you, God will give grace to those who are positioned to oh. step up to do the work. And oh. let me tell you something: there's always somebody who is on or who is waiting in the wind, waiting. who has been on the back side of the mountain being developed. And that's what I love about Matthias. Matthias was in place because even though he wasn't mentioned as much as walking with the 12, he still received the lessons of the 12. Come on. And so you have to find yourself in a place of preparation because you never know at what moment you will be called to stand where, where others have fallen. God will give you the grace to stand where others have fallen. In fact, if you know that you got grace in your life, you need to tell that I got grace. I got grace. I got grace. I got grace to stand in the gap. I have grace. I'm a grace. Go ahead, Elder. I, uh, I want to deal with I'm that here. Prepare. Being prepared. Um, I was talking today and I shared that when preparation uh, collides with purpose, that's when you mm. have the destiny moment. Ooh, that's Matthias is on the sideline, just like David was in the pasture, caring for yeah. his father's sheep. That's where he was being prepared. Even yeah. though Matthias' name, like you're saying, he's not a, a key player. You know, you don't hear a lot about him, but he's still in the room. And as yeah. he's in the room, he's getting the same deposits that those apostles are getting. And yeah. so you never know when the, the when the the, 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 the star quarterback is going to get hurt. And now you got to be caught from off the bench. And now when you exactly. get caught off the bench, now is your time to show them that y'all should have had me on the bench from the beginning. Yeah. I'm as good as they are. Yes, and that's why you cannot get stuck in your position. You can't get caught up in the fact that you may not be on the A-team because you might not be on the A-team for this season, but you may be shifted to the A-team if you learn how to manage the B-team right. See, God said tells us that if you are faithful over the few, that I'll make you rule over many. You have got to show yourself worthy to walk in that place and in that position. And that is what Matthias was. Matthias was worthy. If nothing else, Matthias was worthy. Thank you, Keisha Dukes. He was called from the sideline to the front line. And that's why you should never despise being on the sideline because a lot of times what I have discovered about God is that he looks to see how we will respond to what he has left us. That That's exactly what was kind of was almost going on when he ascended just a few verses earlier. We were just talking about his, his ascension. And I want to love us because he can ascend, you know, to the heavens like Elijah. He wasn't carried by chariots of fire, but it says that he ascended as if he arose to the heavens, almost like he had arisen right. from the ground, right? And so what it shows us is that God was always in control of what was going on. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a elevation of authority. It wasn't just him being swept up. It was elevation of authority. And I love that because that's what happens. Now, Jesus arises and what he has left with the, the, with the apostles, it is their responsibility to show that they have received it enough to be able to carry it on. And the question that I have for those who are watching tonight is have you received enough to be able to carry on the work? It's have good. you received enough it, it, to be able to in times where, you know, when they when when Jesus is in there, I can imagine that they are sitting there thinking, wow, is he coming back? Our direction has gone. Our hope has gone. Is he 
gonna descend again? Is he gonna come back and see us again? And the, and the thing is, you know, in that time, Jesus was not coming back until he comes back for the church, right? And so I can imagine that they're thinking right now, he's physically silent. And that's what it seems like right now in the earth. Right. Jesus is physically silent. But the question is, have you received enough of me to be able to carry me on when you don't feel like you necessarily see me? Because I, I, you know, as we look around in this, we don't really see God in this. A lot of people are trying to find God in this. You, yeah. You're looking at death and destruction and disease and pandemic and hope and job loss, and you don't necessarily see God in this, but the question is, do you remember what I put in you? And sometimes this is good. Um, sometimes God is silent on purpose. He's silent before evangelist sellers continue. It, it's about to approach our uh, 9:35 moment where we start our 15-minute QA. So do me a favor in these comments in this comment section y'all start asking your questions about Acts 1 if you want us to go back to something if you want us to elaborate on something y'all go back and start to ask the questions and we'll throw up on the screen we got about five minutes before we start our Q&A Evangelist Sellers you continue I'm sorry I, I love the point of how oh uh, you talked about how you handle being in the B position mm-hmm that is how you respond and how you handle being in B position is what qualifies you for A position Yes. Are are you are you uh, minimizing the B position? Are you are you taking the B position like it's not important? You know, are you faithful in the B position? Mm -hmm. Matthias, when they, you know, cast their lots and they, you know, were looking for who the replacements would be. You know, when you do the research, nobody had anything bad to say about him which showed that he was a man of integrity and he was trustworthy to handle being now one of the key leaders. Why? Yeah. Because he handled himself right in B position. Many of us, we want elevation. We want the key seat. We want yeah. number one position, but we despise being the number two man. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the number two person or we look at B or we look at, you know, being the co or being the assistant or being right. the, the vice. We look at that as being less than. You know, not yeah. as, uh, uh, um, you know, not as fancy, not as pretty, not as uh, elegant, not as glamorous. We look at it as we're being almost like minimized when right. again, maybe God has us there to test us, to prove us, to see if we can qualify for the, the, the higher p- position, the higher status, the higher place. And so this just proves that, again, one messed up. The job still has to get done. You qualify because of how you responded in B position. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's that, that was powerful. Um, it's absolutely powerful. Just again, thinking about how we apply this to today. You know, many feel overlooked. Many feel that, uh, you know, I'm not significant or, you know, I don't have a position. I don't have a purpose. And here God sets the stage with all the trouble that's going on around us. God sets the stage for now when you're asking, well, what can I do? Well, here, you're the answer to your community. You're the Mm -hmm. answer to what's going on in your job. You're the answer for the family. You know, everybody is confused. Everybody is frantic. Everybody is full of anxiety. What's going on? What are we going to do? How am I right. going to get provision? You know, when is this going to be over? And here is when we stand as the answer. Here right. We stand as the answer. Okay. Jesus, he's lifted up. He's removed. 
Now you guys have to be the answer. Yeah. You now have to be the cure. And I'm giving you where to start. Start locally. Start home. There's a protocol. You know, sometimes we try to skip what's going on around us and want to go abroad. Right. But right. There's a work right here amongst us that has to be done. Yes. Before we want to go to the nations, let's yeah. see what's going on in our house. And that's even true too. back to your point about Matthias. Before you want to go to the nations, can you prove that you have been faithful enough to to receive of God? Even when you don't feel like you are, you you are the intended audience, quote unquote. Because we know we see Jesus doing a lot of teaching to the twelve disciples, you know, and we we put emphasis on the twelve and the twelve and twelve. But can you can you be faithful? Can can you be? Have you proven to be faithful even when you don't feel like you're necessarily the intended audience? I remember growing up, you know, my mother used to say, "Some things are taught, some things are caught." You know, and, and you can't despise the, what it is that that has been given to you that may not have been direct. And that that even goes true with people who are seeking mentorships and leaderships and 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 different positions like that. Sometimes you just got to be in the right place to get what God wants to deposit in you to take you to the next place. Be in the room. Just be in the room. I um yeah. I, I love this too. That when they were seeking the replacement, these are apostles. They're they're the right hand men. They did not make a decision, Marissa, until mm -hmm. they prayed. You know, so their decisions was not made in their flesh. It right. was made from their emotions, but mm -hmm. they sought God for instruction. They sought God. A revelation. Yes, they cast lots, but they still did not do anything without first praying. Right. And, you know, if if these great apostles, those you know that oversee churches and you know worked in the gifts of, of miracles, they're great men, but they still understood that we can't do anything without the Lord's leading. Right. Right. I absolutely feel and believe, specifically for this time that we are in, I would venture to say that we have got to be those who are willing to be the replacement. And I say that because during this time that we see God, we see the hand of God physically reconstructing things. Because let me tell you something, after this, nothing is going to look exactly the same, okay? Nothing, not our world, for some of us, not our churches, not our homes, nothing is going to look exactly the same. And I'm saying that to say this, that during this time of reconstruction, I dare to venture to say that I, I would, I want to be the replacement. And, and I, even tonight, before we prepare to go on our q and I, I wonder if I could just get people in the comments who can say, I am the replacement. I'm the one who's willing to stand in the grace of God that he has put on my life to be able to stand where others have fallen, where yep. systems needed to be fixed and corrected, where sh paradigm shifts needed to happen. I am the one who has been preparing. I'm the one that's been on the battlefield. I'm no. the one that's been on the, not on the front line, but I, I've been preparing on that back line. I've been in my word. I've been praying. When everybody else was, was trying to uh, figure out what was going on right now, I took this opportunity to get in the face of God to make sure that when this is over, I'm in the right place at the right time. Elder Sellers, it's 935. We got a question that I believe you could answer to because I saw your post the other day and I thought it was so befitting. Um, 
when you were talking about sometimes God just ain't speaking. Somebody asking the questions. And, and before she starts to answer right now, wherever you are, if you are being blessed by this, I want you to do me a favor. You ain't got to bless me, but could you bless Pastor Siobhan tonight? Make sure you hit that. That is going across the bottom of the screen. If you are being blessed, tell her that you're being blessed. But this question that I saw goes so befitting. Um, and while we're answering this question, I want y'all to get y'all questions and start to ask them, put them in this comment section because we're going to be pulling up on the screen. Somebody asked Bernice Cook, um, where are you from? Bernice, would you just holler back at us and let us know where you're from? Bernice said, when is God silent? And Elder Siobhan, because I saw your post there, I think it's befitting that you would answer this for us. You know, I posted it a couple of days ago because, you know, I've been in, I've been in prayer and I'm saying, God, tell me something about this season. You know, talk, talk to me about the virus because I dare not say that this is something that you have released in the land to judge uh, mm -hmm. the, the world or to judge those who are unsaved. Or the church. And I know, or, or the other, or the church. Right. When I know personally people that have been impacted, touched, and many that have died. Because yes, Lord Jesus. So, God, I need a revelation on what what this is what are you doing it's very frustrating when you don't have a clear a clear voice or a clear word from clear. the Lord. Mm -hmm. and i believe that god is silent on purpose because he's already spoken he's spoken already and sometimes god gets quiet because he's sitting back watching what we're going to do Mm -hmm. I just believe that that's what's happening right now. Um, he's already spoken. You know, he's let us know that perilous times would come. And he's already told us how to respond and how to remain grounded and rooted, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He's already told us in his word what we are experiencing today. He may not have given the term COVID-19, but this mm -hmm. is not a surprise to God. And those that are connected to God, those that are sons and daughters, then it does not perilous times and the things that we go through does not catch us by surprise. Think it not strange concerning fiery trials, but the Bible tells us to rejoice, you know, because there's a greater that's going to come out of it. And so Absolutely. I believe that God is in this season saying, I've already spoken. I've already released my word. I've already told you all, if you humble yourself, if you pray, if you repent and you turn, then I will heal the land. So I've given instruction. I've given my heart. And so now I sit back. No, I did not release this virus. But what I did do was I removed the covering. I removed the covering. I removed the hedge of protection because at the end of the day, to still work for your good. It don't feel good right now, but I'm going to cause this thing to still turn and work for my good because in the midst of calamity and trouble, then people are going to go running looking for answers. And the only answer that they're going to find is in me. There'll be many questions, but no one will be able to answer. And the answer will be in me. So I'm using this to push people to me. Absolutely. So uh, Miss Bernice, I hope that that answered your question. Y'all send y'all Q&A up. We got about uh, another 10 minutes before we have to close in prayer. Um, but y'all send y'all Q&A up really quickly. Um, shout out to my friend, 
uh, Elder Sylvia Hayes, Pastor Sylvia Hayes. I'm glad to see you here. And I saw Elder Natasha Fagans. Amen. We're glad you all are here. All the preachers in the house, you know, watching us. We're glad that you all are here. So um, El Elder Sellers, do me a favor. I, I just want to hear your take um, um, on verse verses 12 through 14 before we go, uh, since I'm waiting on these questions. On on the upper room prayer meeting, would, would you, you know, as this preludes to Pentecost, give me give me your take on verse 12 and 13. I know we went right into Matthias, 12, 13 to 14. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that room. It says, it says, and then when they returned from Jerusalem, the, the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. Uh, and when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Um, spiritually and theologically, the representation and the revelation of the upper room to you, the place of prayer. Mm -hmm. Would you like that too? Because I, I believe that that where we are today is a place where we have been made to wait. It's, it's you know, I just feel like you know, theologically, hermeneutically, I feel like symbolically, we have have been we've been in a place of waiting, and, and and I think that the problem is too many of us have have not postured ourselves for our wait. Right. What would you say to to people who are not who have not yet caught the revelation that that where we are is a place where we must wait it with prayer? You can't just you, there's a there there you have got to be intentional about the way you wait. You you right. can't just wait in any old kind of you got to do something while you're waiting. Whether it's praying, whether it's strategizing, whether it's receiving from the Lord, whether it's going down into the well of the oil, whether it's fasting and praying, you have got to position yourself in your way. Before we go into our prayer, do me a favor, just encourage the people about the, the time that they are in and waiting on the Lord and the fact that you got to be in the right position in your way. I first want to make sure that we understand that waiting does not mean standing still. Mm -hmm. Waiting does not denote um, no mobility. Waiting doesn't mean that, you know, I just stand and I just drop my hands and I just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, do nothing. But the wait means I am still in expectation for God mm -hmm. to do what he's going to do. Yeah. And so I make my own upper room experience wherever I am. You know, I don't have to go wherever I am. Wherever I am. I don't have to go into, you know, wait for Pentecost Sunday to have an upper room experience. Yeah. I can have it right in my bedroom. We can have it Elementally, yeah, wherever I am, wherever I am, because I am in expectation. My spirit man is in wait posture, in expectation posture for God to do what He said. And so I position myself by seeking Him. I position myself by calling on Him. I position myself by feeding my spirit man the Word of God consistently. Because when He's ready to show Himself to me in a great way, I want to be ready to receive everything that He has for me. And so yeah. my home experience can be in my car. It can be in my cubicle at work. You know, wherever I choose to say, God, I want to meet you here is where he's going to meet us. Mm. And so, you know, they had their their experience in the room, you know, with the 120. But again, God can give us that upper room experience right now. Right. They, they believed the word of God and then they took the instruction and did what God said. We had every opportunity to go back home. But he said, wait here. He Listen. told us to expect what he said he's going to do until we yeah. we endure. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something. I am of the utmost conviction that that is what, what God is saying to us right now. Wait here. Wait and here. I don't mean 
I don't mean physically as far as a specific place. I mean wait here, as in we are we are put in a position of of wait, of pause, of holding. Right, this is a holding place. And let me tell you, I have never seen God put the people of God or even the earth. I've never seen them put it on pause or or, or cause a level of what looks like destruction without there being a glory that follows that hold or that weight. And that's why I'm telling you right now, whoever you are, wherever you are, if you're in a house and, and, and things ain't been right with your family for the last 15 years, you better get in the position and the posture of praying in the weight. All right. There is a way to wait. Y'all put that in comments. Tweet that. There is a way to wait. All right. And I know that it feels like many of us are on pause right now, but there is a way to wait. You can turn your bedroom into upper room experience. You can shift the very trajectory of your house. If you learn how to wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen thy heart. Waiting is not a bad thing. That's what I need y'all to understand. On this. Don't become Waiting is not a bad thing. Go ahead, Elvis Ellis. And don't become anxious in the way. We become frustrated and then we try to put our hands on God's work. You know, yes. the waiting says, God, I still trust you to do what you're going to do. The waiting yes. says, denotes that I trust you and I doubt you for nothing. I trust yes. you for everything. I yes. trust that you're going to keep your word. And oh, they yes. were all, verse 14, Marissa talks about how they were all on one accord. One accord. They were on one mind. Same thing. So we're all waiting and expecting the same thing. We ain't distracted. Anybody waiting for one thing here? Well, I'm waiting for you know God to release money. No, I'm I'm waiting for God to release some more cars. I'm related. No, no. Everybody was waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. And so because they were unified, God is gonna always move where there's unity. There is power in you. Oh, that's good. Wait, 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 wait. Take that back. Take that back. You're taking us too fast. God is going to always move where there is. Say that again. Why? Why? Because him and his father are one. So unity is a reflection of who him and his dad is. So his prayer was, remember, and he's praying to the father. He's saying, Lord, I need you to make them one like me and you are one. Yes. So that the world will believe that you sent me. Make them one. When the world sees that we are one, they'll believe in the God that we talk about. Mm. Unity. So that's what's supposed to be happening right now. We're supposed to be unified in the spirit. So the that's world true. will believe in our God. So Absolutely. we're all on one accord. We're all talking faith. We ain't talking fear. We're all believing this thing's going to turn. We are encouraging people to seek the heart of God. When we all say the same thing, when we all pray the same thing, that moves the heart of God to move for us. God moves the heart of God. Wow. Wow. Y'all, this is just, see, why Why you always got to wait to the end to get it all up? <laughs> like, oh, Lord. All right. Listen, that, that, that was good. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you are being blessed by this, you have not shared this yet. I need you to share it right now. We got literally 15 minutes. We're about to pray. We're about to take a few more questions. I'm looking through the comments because I saw um, some questions that I wanted to answer. But I, I want to say this. I think a lot of times we look at the weight as a bad thing. But sometimes God allows and gives you opportunity to wait for you to develop power. Oh man, that's good to me. Something because see, sometimes we look at the weight as being still or, or or being immobile as a bad thing. Right. 
But perhaps, and maybe this is, and this is what I love about God. Sometimes he won't change your situation, but he will change your perspective about it. And if nothing else, this part that I feel of has given me the perspective of this, that perhaps we are in the wait because God wants to give you an opportunity to develop the power that you need. That's to- it carry this thing forward. I'm talking about he's trying to give you an opportunity to to download what he wants to put in you for your next assignment, for your next level, for your next journey. He wants to download in you in this time. And that's why I keep urging the body of Christ. Stop looking at this thing as a negative thing. Maybe God has designed this time to give you the time to wait. But while you're waiting, you got to make sure you're in the right position to do it. I saw some more questions. Elder Sellers, go ahead and bless them. I, I, I hear you. It's, it's rumbling. I feel it. Uh, I'm listening. I was being blessed by what you were saying. I was oh, still uh, dealing with the, the waiting and how being still is not a bad thing. You know, it, it doesn't mean we're in trouble because we're in a holding pattern. It's just yeah. not using this as uh as, as preparatory, you know, for, for a permanent uh, time to put him on the screen. And preparation ain't always comfortable. See, and we we talked about that even on preacher preacher talk podcast last week. We talked about how in preparing to launch something, you often have to draw back and and preparation is often not comfortable and so whenever you are in an uncomfortable place if you are being pulled back if you are being made to wait if you are being uh in a position of having to be still maybe it is just god getting you ready maybe it's just him setting you up i know preparation isn't comfortable but can i help you to understand that god knows how to use your preparation for his purpose and god you know, use your preparation if if we Pay attention to what's going on, Marissa. It, it, it's it's through all of this. There is a shift that's taking place. Oh yes, and God is making room and 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 preparing the way for the underdog, for the unlikely oh. choice. You know, He's making room for the one that didn't feel that they would ever be chosen. You know, and sometimes God has to purposely allow things to to be rolled off the scene, allow yeah. people to 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 have to go off again to rise up somebody else. And so that season of preparation is so important. That season, the season of the holding pattern, the season of yeah. us being in a place where we really can't go and do anything is really yeah. important because this is where he's fine tuning us. This is the time where he can take all that stuff in us. That's not like him. And he can take it out. You know, we ain't got to be embarrassed publicly because he's giving us private time to get it right. Mm. We got to go out there and make fools of ourselves out in the open because he's giving us time in our holding pattern to get all that stuff right, that integrity yeah. right, you know, that pride piece right, that stubborn yeah. piece right, all yeah. that stuff that can be a hindrance of, you know, and a misrepresentation of who he is. Yeah. He's allowing all of that to be taken out of us in our holding place, in our holding position. In our holding place. Listen, y'all, we are down our last 10 minutes. I hope that you've gotten something out of this. I'm going to just recap. We have been talking about Acts chapter one. All right. There are four main components here that are present. All right. We start talking about the introduction. It is almost written as a prologue or forward between verses one through uh, verse three. Around verse four. Uh, we pick up and we start talking about um, the Holy Spirit being promised, all right? And after the prologue, we deal with then the second portion of Acts being the ascension of Christ, all right? So remember now, this is at the Calvary experience. He spends 40 days showing himself, giving direction off and on, all right? And so then uh, he commissions the apostles. He, he switches them over from disciples. You've received what I have. Now carry what I have, okay? The disciples are receivers. The apostles are carriers. Now I'm going to carry the 
way of the of the Lord. All right. Then we get into verses nine to eleven, which starts to deal with the ascension of Christ into glory. All right. This is his ascension. This is the last time that they will physically see him present in the earth. This is when this now is getting real. With you got to go, you got to go hard because now you ain't you don't got to you don't have the teacher present. Now you have become the teacher. It's your turn to carry what I placed in you. That's the second component. After the ascension, we then get into the third portion of that, which is the upper room experience between verses 12 through 14. All right. We start talking about the upper room experience where Jesus um, has already told them to wait now in Jerusalem until you receive power. And so they go up in the upper room and they are there and they are praying together and they are on one accord. Thank you, Elder Sellers, in verse 14. All right. After that, between verses 15 and 20, we start to look at Matthias being chosen as the one to replace Judas. All right. There's always a replacement for a bad seed. And it's always the person who has been prepared. These are the four main components of Acts chapter one. I want to make sure that you all have them. Okay. Listen, I pray to God that there was something that you could take from this Bible study tonight as we have as we have dived into this thing, um, both theologically as well as spiritually. Uh, and I want you all to do me a favor and be a blessing tonight uh, to to Elder Sellers. Uh, don't worry about me. Bless Elder Sellers. She is she has done this. She has asked me for nothing. She's my sister. And she has just come on here to help to deposit something in you all tonight. I'm going to ask Elder Sellers to give us a word of encouragement for those who are on this live tonight and to give us a brief prayer. And then I am going to pray. And after that, I am going to let you all go and be with your families. I want to help you to understand um, that, that, that during this time, there is something that God wants to deposit in you. And I pray that you got it tonight. Listen, if you have not already, we want you to go and order your Friday night fill up notebook. These are just little cute notebooks that you can order. Text the word notebook to the number that is on the screen or you can visit marissafarrell.com and you can go on there and order your notebook. Take this journey with us. We want you to hold on to your Friday night fill up and I pray that you revisit it and really legitimately be filled up by it for your week and through your week. Next week, I want to go ahead and call drum roll so y'all can see my guests. I'm going to be back here with Elder Timony Figueroa, my sister, my friend, and I am so excited about it. We are going to keep on on this road to Pentecost. We are going to go on to Acts chapter two. So if you are taking this journey with us, be excited, be prepared, read up with us over the next uh, week or so, um, so that we can go into Acts chapter two next week. If y'all enjoyed Elder Sellers tonight, y'all put it in this comment that y'all gonna have to have her back. I'm gonna have to have one with her and Shalondra and Elder Timothy. It's just gonna get gooder and gooder. All right, so do me a favor, y'all. If you were blessed tonight, drop it in the comments that you wanna see Elder Sellers back on Friday night, fill up, and y'all show enough love. Maybe she'll come back. Do me a favor, Elder Sellers. Give us a word before we depart. Give us a, a message from God. What is he saying to the church? Pray for us. I'm gonna pray, and we're getting out of here. I want to say thank you, Marissa, so much for having me, girl. It was an honor, and I am thankful for all of you all that joined us tonight. This is powerful. I'm glad for what God has poured into you to be a blessing to us, and we're all um, blessed by your obedience. Um, I just want to encourage us to, to be the witnesses that God talked about here in Acts. You know, this is our moment. It is, it is our time to demonstrate. It is our time to be, not just to talk about it, but to be about it. Um, we are in our finest hour and wherever yeah. 
there is trouble, that is the indicator that it is our time mm-hmm. to take the center stage. Yeah. And so I want yeah. you to know that you are already someone's replacement. There has mm-hmm. been room made for you to be wow. who you've been called to be when wow. you were in your mother's womb. And so wow. don't think that God has forgotten about you. Don't you think that God has overlooked you? He was just giving you time to get ready. And now is the time. The time is now. That is our word that this is the hour for the same. This is yeah. our time. You know, when, when, when chaos is going on, it is our time to rise up. And so I want to pray for those of you that, you know, you've allowed the spirit of God to kind of lie a little dormant and maybe you've gotten comfortable. Uh, we, we don't retreat now. This ain't the time where we tiptoe, but we go now and we take territory. God, I thank you for this Friday night fill up and we've definitely been filled up by your word. I thank you, oh God, for reminding us of what you released in Acts, the first chapter of who you released and that is the Holy Spirit. We thank you, oh God, for what the Holy Spirit does for us and for what the Holy Spirit does through us and we thank you, oh God, for the lives that shall be changed, that shall be delivered, that shall be set free, that shall come to know you because of the power that rests in us. Give us boldness, oh God, to walk in authority. Give us boldness, oh God, to speak your word without fear. Give us boldness, oh God, to be the hands and the feet, to be the witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and then ultimately throughout the world. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for not forgetting about us, but for giving us this great gift that empowers us, that's a sustains us, that keeps us, and that allows us to live a holy life in this present world. We bless you tonight. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Evangelist Sellers, thank you again for being with us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, uh, for the blessing that you have given us in Evangelist uh, Siobhan Sellers. Father, I thank you, God, for allowing us to experience the gift of wisdom that you have placed inside of her. Now, Father, I pray that you will bless her 100 fold for the sacrifice for the pouring out. Father, I pray tonight that as she blessed others, that she would in fact have been blessed by the power of your word. Now, God, for every individual who is on this live tonight, who has felt the power of God, who has heard a word of revelation, who has dived into your word, I pray, Father, that they would seal this thing within their heart that they may carry it forward, that now is our time that we carry the gospel forward. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that we would be good stewards over what it is that you have deposited within us. And now, Father, we'll be ever so careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, for those of you who are on here tonight, I want you to do me a favor. Don't hold it to yourself. When the link is live, I want you to make sure you share it with somebody else. My goal in this season, while we have the attention of the World Wide Web, is to make our faith go viral. So when you share it tonight, make sure you hashtag viral faith. I want to make sure that we spin and send this thing as far as we can, not because I'm on it, not because Evangelist Sellers is on it, but because I believe that God is allowing us a platform to reach both the Jew and the Gentile, the saved and the unsaved. He has blessed us with this platform. We want to make sure that we take the time to use it and make good use of it. Y'all, thank you. Make sure 
Make sure you get your Friday night fill up notebook. Make sure you spend the time uh, to text that number and get it and make sure you come back on next week where I will have uh, New York's finest, amen, uh, daughter of Bishop uh, Eric Figueroa, Elder Timothy Figueroa, Evangelist Sellers. Thank you. I love you. I love you. All right. Thank you, sis. All right. Hey again, it's me, Marissa Farrell. I hope that you have enjoyed your time listening to this podcast. I pray sincerely that you received everything that you need in order to live encouraged and to live inspired. By now, I hope that you've had the opportunity to hit that subscribe button for it is the best way to stay up to date with everything we have to offer. Until the next time that we speak, I pray that you walk in the favor of God on your life and be blessed in everything that you do. Talk to you guys soon. Love you.